Welcome to the Mama Bear Apologetics Podcast. A podcast where we teach you to roar like a mother. And by roar, we mean recognize the message, offer discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and reinforce these ideas with your kids. Unless you want to growl around your house. I mean, that's cool too. <laughs> You're like, check it. We keep it reels. <laughs> that's so bad. You're awesome. Mama Bear Apologetics is a listener-supported program, so if you like what we do, head on over to the Mama Bear Apologetics website and click support. It's time to rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Welcome, Mama Bears and Papa Bears, to a very special podcast where we are focusing on this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday coming up to where we wanted to talk about gratefulness. And I know one thing that I'm super excited for is that Hillary is here with me today. Yay! Yay. I know. It's been so long. Like, I've been talking to all these... I've been talking to all these other amazing people and I absolutely love them, but this is fun. It's like, this is back to the good old days. Um, yeah, it's the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> we're throwing it back, people. So we, oh, we're here. I know, I know. We should have dressed retro. <laughs> I feel like we missed the boat on this, but uh, we're just, we're excited to be able to come together to just do this. Uh, just a fun, quick little podcast to help you mamas and papas for a season that is often heavily influenced by busyness and materialistic pursuits. We want to take a few moments to help inspire gratefulness because that is just something our culture is sorely lacking and desperately yes. needed within our kiddos, not just to have you know good personalities and, and just not very greedy kids. I mean, obviously we don't want that, but there are very solid spiritual realities that come with nurturing this idea of gratefulness. So Hillary, I'm going to let you take it out the gate. We, we were brainstorming before we got this started and we came up with just three really practical applications for gratefulness. So why don't you just share with everybody the first point of gratefulness and its purpose within our lives as believers? Yeah. So there are, it's like sometimes people think that the only reason to do something is because it's fine found in the Bible. But one of the things that I love studying back when um, I was studying my, for my biology degree is seeing just how much the real world corresponds with what mm -hmm. scripture has to say. So first off, I want to say that there's a, a psychological aspect of gratitude. In fact, if you just look up benefits of gratitude, you will find so many articles from so many sources that just talk about the mental health aspects of when you're just, even if you're saying things that you're, even if you're being forced to say stuff that you're grateful for, if you start making it a habit, it actually changes uh, parts of your brain chemistry and it really changes parts of your mental health. But um, we also want to point out that when Amy and I were first working on the sexuality book, one of the things that uh, stood out to me the most was from Romans 1. And so Romans 1 is usually that place where people talk about, <laughs> that's where you see humankind basically do a nosedive down into just depravity and yuckiness. But there is a, a passage at the very beginning of that that really shows you how, um, how gratitude has a spiritually protective aspect to it. At 21, it says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, mm -hmm. but instead their foolish hearts were darkened and um, they became futile in their thinking. Mm -hmm. And so it goes from there and then it goes basically down to idol worship and then a whole lot of, if there's little ears here, <laughs> a whole lot of, we'll just say a whole lot of uh, male, female encounters. And then <laughs> even on top of that, a whole bunch of um, 
other type of encounters until you get down to like the 18 to through 32 where it says you know that they they were given over with wickedness and greed and evil and full of envy murder strife deceit malice it reminds me of that scene from um anchorman where he's like wow that escalated quickly <laughs> um that just this concept of gratitude it's almost like this gateway um for if you have the the, the spirit of gratitude and if you are constantly focusing on what am I grateful for? It's actually got a spiritually protective component to it. So I would say that would be one of our first things um, would be the, the spiritual protection, the psychological benefits, and finally, just the perspective orientation. So Amy, what were some of the verses that we had pulled up for the, the perspective? It's just this idea that um, when you start looking at what you have, all of a sudden, all the things that you wish you had kind of start going away and you start realizing how much you really have been given. And um, it's one of those things that just builds on itself. Gratitude breeds gratitude breeds gratitude, which breeds contentment uh, in all sorts of areas. So uh, you found a couple of them in Philippians. Yeah. So Philippians four, just that last exhortation to the church, I think is really fantastic because it does build on one another of fostering and the purpose of gratitude. So you mentioned the psychological benefits and yes, we see that backed up in Philippians four, eight, because he exhorts the people, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy that we should think about these things and our culture right now, especially you flip on the TV and they are not nurturing a, a spirit of gratitude or contentment whatsoever. It's all division, anger, strife, divisiveness. Our church, uh, the pastor, he presented how about 10 years ago or so it asked, what are the top fears? And, uh, it was public speaking and spiders, I think were the top two fears <laughs> now, Still very I know, right. It's so common, but now, okay. Now they did a, a more recent survey. Okay. What are the top fears? Spiritual un- or, um, political unrest finances, the state of this country, uh, race relations, all of these mm. things. And it's like, okay, but wait a second, what has our culture been nurturing? all of the negative side of those things. And so we're exhorted in scripture to think on what is good, because again, that helps. It's not just thinking about it. It also perpetuates it as well. Cause naturally you start exuding that you seek after that you start being that to others. And it really does have a powerful creative aspect. So we've got the psychological, we've got the protective personal protective, the psychological benefits And then, uh, so after Philippians 4, 8, we go into Philippians 4, 11 through 13, which we're familiar with is I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances, meaning we are not allowing what happens in our country and our culture to determine our joy. Instead, our joy is rooted in Christ, which is where we get that, that one verse that's sometimes taken out of context, Philippians 4, 13, (laughs) I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wasn't meaning you could do all the things, but he was saying his contentment is rooted in Christ. And, and I was, I, I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say one of the things that I think we're seeing foster this attitude of discontentment. Number one is going to be social media yeah. that our kids are looking at these carefully. What's the word? Um, filtered, curtailed, yeah, filtered. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, what, what would you call it when you're organizing an art show? You're cure these carefully curated. Lives. I'm not an artist. I can't help you. <laughs> the word is curated. There you uh, go. <laughs> There you go. That's your vocab for today. Um, These carefully curated lives that they see on Instagram and they think my life isn't like that. Or Mm -hmm. uh, another one that we're seeing, especially if we want to bring it back to kind of stuff you and I've been studying the last couple of years, 
um, all the video games, seeing the avatars, and they can make themselves into these characters that don't exist, that have perfect bodies, that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all all these different things. And so what they're seeing all of a sudden pales, uh, reality pales in comparison to it. Yeah. Um, and so they start getting a discontentment with reality. It really is kind of a break with reality mm-hmm. when you think about it, just in, in terms of you were saying, what, what are we feeding our minds on? And I think yeah. we're feeding our minds on things that aren't based in reality. And once you start doing that, um, it's really difficult to have gratitude unless you really purposefully insert that. And like I was uh, talking to you, Amy, earlier, some people have a thing about, you know, having a word of the year that they think mm-hmm. it's this magical incantation where you're trying to manifest something coming to you, kind of like putting it out into the universe. I know I'm putting it in the universe and seeing what comes back. No. So that's not how our church uses it. It's more like, you know, you, we, we can't work on all the things on ourselves all the time. And so we'd like pick one thing that we're going to work on that year. And so last year, 2021, my word was gratitude. Mm. And so I started purposefully looking for all these things. And that's when John and I started every single night before we went to bed. Uh, what are you thankful for today? Mm. Um, and Basically, I don't, for anyone who doesn't know, 2021 was a pretty rough year for me. That was mm-hmm. uh, the, I was in the hospital for a lot of that, had a really in, intense surgery that has left me different, shall we say, um, and just lying in the hospital and in pain. All I could do is I, was, I, I would just grasp onto, okay, what are the things that I can be thankful for? And that was one of the things that got me through those times, Mm -hmm. um, is realizing all the things that I still had and not succumbing to that spirit of despair. Mm. No. And those are great exhortations to how do we, how do we foster gratefulness in the tough times? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that, that great practice of what are you grateful for today is not only practical and healthy for us as adults, but it can also end up being a, a fun, not, I don't want to call it a game, but a, a fun exercise that you can do with your family around the dinner table is, yeah. you know, that we, we have a no phones policy at the table. I highly encourage you to do that as well. Um, I do too. is whenever you are gathered with family phones, go away, be present. Uh, but this is a great thing that you can do with your kiddos. And Hillary is kind of your suggestion is what are you grateful for today? And you mm-hmm. mentioned, what can it be? What can it not be? Okay. It can't be stuff that's like, are, is always there. We're like, oh, yeah. I'm thankful for my family. Yes. It's like, you can't say that every single day, especially if we're doing this every day. Right. It needs to be something that, that day that they're thankful for, not just general terms. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've kind of told my husband, you can't pick food anymore. Anytime he gets some kind of interesting food, <laughs> he wants to be like, I'm thankful for that, you know, chocolate covered no cop out answers. I know. I'm like, come on. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let him have it every now and then. Like, cause this one last night, he has these, I don't know, men have this interesting, like little competitive nature in themselves. So instead of going and getting a motorcycle or going skydiving, my husband challenges himself by how hot of a thing that he can eat. And so like last one night, chip that was challenge. His, <laughs> he did the one chip challenge. Did he? I, oh. I did it. I got it on video. <laughs> I think he did pretty good on it. Yeah. Mike got challenged that at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So huh, men. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. That's why <laughs> so, they die sooner than women because they do stuff like the one chip like challenge. There's all these reasons. I'm like, oh, that's why we live longer. Um, but yeah, just, uh, and, and so it'll be different things like, you know, maybe at his job, there was a task that he was struggling with during the week and he didn't have to do it yesterday and he got to mm-hmm. do something he really enjoyed or, you know, 
probably today my my thing is going to be I got to do a podcast with Amy again and I've missed that because you and I used to do this this was our regular thing yep um that kind of had to go by the wayside after the surgery because uh, I've learned that the Lord gives me energy for the things he's called me to. And I don't know if you remember when we were trying to get the podcast going every time we get on and my eyes would glaze over and I'm like, I can't think at all. And finally realized, nope, the Lord, you know, and I think that was good because you've been doing an amazing job with the podcast. So, um, oh, thank you. but I do, I miss it being you and me though. <laughs> Uh, but this will be my highlight for today. So yeah, pick something that's specific. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to teach them to really be looking for specific things instead of just kind of, I don't know, it's almost like uh, the thing you're supposed to say is family, like every single time, but that's like going to Sunday school and the answer is always Jesus, 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 you know, uh, it it teaches them to look for no matter how mundane things are. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember, you know, days where it's like, I get excited because I saw a bunny yeah. on the way home from, you know, the grocery store running across the street. And I can say, I'm thankful for the bunny that yeah. I got to see. It, 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 it can be stuff as small and stupid as that, but that, that kind of brings us into what you were talking about, Amy, um, earlier about this, um, this, uh, how would you say this spirit, not spirit, uh, this, being enchanted by things, being yeah. enchanted by really normal things. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get to the good times, I got to say one thing too, uh, in tying into all of what you're saying is um, some of the like good things can also be sort of maturity milestones too. Mm. So my, I picked my son up yesterday and he was like, mom, you'd be proud of me. I was like, Oh, you know, what'd you do? Um, <laughs> this could go either way. Yeah, this could go so many directions. He's 15, <laughs> like seriously. Uh, and he was like, there was a fight in the bathroom and normal or younger him would have charged in there to get a front row seat because, you know, guys in fights, why not? Um, and so he's Sitting like, around going, fight, fight. Yeah, do they fight, still fight. do that? Mm. Yeah, they do, they do. And they get, but they get in trouble for it now. Um, okay. I got a phone call one time because yeah, that, that, that happened several years ago to where it was like two kindergartners were going at it. And of course all the older kids are like, fight, fight. And, and yeah. And then they're like, your son was help egging on a fight. And I'm just like, oh gosh, sorry. Um, but, but he was like, no, I, I didn't go into the bathroom. And when my friends were trying to retweet the video and send it to me, I said, nope, don't send it to me because nowadays you know, that'll also get you in trouble. I'm like, man, awesome. So here we have an example of using social media wisely and Mm. not throwing yourself in a situation that you are guaranteed to get in trouble. And so it's like those for teens, if you've got teenagers, how old is he again? He's 15. 15 Um, and he's starting to have forethought. He's like way ahead of the curve, (laughs) man. So it's, um, it's exciting as for teenagers, right? Because I, I say in my talks a lot, like teenagers are great, but sometimes their, uh, their intelligence is a bit like a back alley streetlight. It's there. It flickers occasionally, but for the most time that sucker is off and you can't find a replacement bulb. When you have moments of the flickering of, you know, good decision-making in your teenager, that is something not only that they should be grateful for, but we as parents are grateful. We need for. to applaud that and oh, encourage that. I had a girl that I used to teach. Oh, I said, the person that lives there 
is really smart, but they're rarely home. They're <laughs> rarely home. So true. Teenagers, right? All moms yeah. can say amen to that. Um, yes. uh, so that brings us to how do we foster gratitude in the good times? And I yeah. think this is especially important because even it ties directly into the issue of even problem of evil and divine hiddenness. Like we mm-hmm. rarely uh, seek after God in moments where things are good, but we need to be just as tightly clung to the foot of the cross in the mm-hmm. good times as we are in the bad times, because that's where our rock and our anchor is. And that's so, where you build those habits. Yes, that's where that's, it's easier to build the habit. Absolutely. And that's that's what's affirmed in uh, Philippians 4.13. It's, he's able to go and be content in all situations because of the gratitude in knowing who God is. So mm-hmm. this comes in foundational truths of who is God, because uh, in moments of struggle, we can start questioning even core realities of our own salvation, whose we are. Mm-hmm. But if we can go back and say, okay, I'm, I may not be feeling as close to God right now, or I'm, I'm praying, but I don't feel like I'm getting an answer when we can say, okay, but wait, what is true? It, yeah. it, we actually saw this play out in the um, in the later Hunger Games movies. So if you're looking for a movie reference, remember how <laughs> when Peta and um, oh gosh, the weird looking real or not real, cute. real or not real, that mm-hmm. is the game that they had to play to keep bringing it back to reality. And so that's yeah. what's that's what's are based in this enchantment focus. So mm-hmm. kiddos are great because they are so easily impressed. That was one of the things my husband fell in love with me uh, about is because I was so excited to see snow falling. He goes, wow, she's easily impressed. I need to marry this woman. Um, (laughs) John says that about me too. Just how excited I get about things. Just, you know, he'll hear me on the on the couch going, Oh, it's, it's an elephant. And he's helping. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a goat. And he's trying to say a word, you know, I know. <laughs> usually with animals, that's something he's, that just gets me so excited. And he just, he loves seeing how easily excited I get about stuff. Cause yeah, if, if, if we're easy to impress, that makes their job a little bit easier. Absolutely. But uh, in that, in that enchantment, in that sort of e- being easily impressed, what that really shows is that we see God in the simple things. Yes. And so much of, you mentioned earlier, social media, social media has been directly linked to an increased rate of depression, anxiety, suicidal tendencies, and substance abuse in teens, because mm-hmm. they are comparing themselves to standards that even the people themselves do not meet. And so yeah. when we can actually take joy in the, in simplicity and recognize God, God in there, gratefulness and contentment are natural outflowings of this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I talk about one. that intro scene you were saying from Little Women that was oh, just like this, the epitome of it. I know. Okay. So when I mean Little Women, I'm meaning the Winona Ryder version of Little Women. The I was best not of the best one. I'm not a fan. And I haven't seen the old one with Elizabeth Taylor. I need to go. I want to go and check that one out. Um, mm. That'd be fun. But that, yeah, that was done in the, the women owned a writer and Christian Bale one. Oh, that was the best one. I'm sorry. This new one that came out. I mean, we're going to have an aside here. They're trying that to make was a, a feminist. Yeah. And that was a feminist take on little women that completely wrote out the, the scripture that was in there, the biblical yeah. truths. They completely weeded that out. And that was intentional as said by the director, but I can yeah. do a whole podcast on that, which we won't. Let's get back to what we're doing. <laughs> Enchantment focus. If, if you were familiar with the little women story, they, the girls were so excited because here they're going to have their beautiful Christmas breakfast. This is in the midst of the civil war when supplies were scarce and they had oranges, which you got to think up in, you know, the Pennsylvania, Virginia 
era area where this was taking place, having oranges was a complete and utter luxury. And so, but then they found out of a family who did not have anything, the Hummels who had nothing. They didn't even have a fire in their, in their grate. And it was snowy and the children were frigid. Their lips were cold and they, um, the things that they were looking forward to most, the little luxuries to that pointed back to life before the war, they gave those up to this family. And initially they were all disappointed because, oh man, here we're giving up these things we've been looking forward to for weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But then when they gave it up to this family and when they saw the joy that it brought this impoverished family, oh my gosh, the gratefulness and contentment. They were, they were so excited to go home and have just toast and milk because yeah. they got to see the blessings that it was. And, and, and of course, as we know, the story, um, Lori's family, the grandfather comes over and blesses him with this wonderful ice cream and all these things. And so it, it was wonderful, just sort of that immediate sort of repayment for goodness, um, or just, just blessing that repayment. Cause that sounds yeah. very conditional. Forgive me uh, <laughs> this, this, uh, you know, giving back, um, but they didn't even need that. They were, they were just so grateful to be able to bless others. And that's, that's what we want to foster with our kiddos is not yeah. only enchantment in the simple, but also, um, this, this gratefulness and knowing that it's not contingent upon our circumstances. So yeah, if you're looking for something to watch during the holidays and I think little women, that's perfect for holidays, like bust yeah, out little totally women. Is. Unless, I mean, I'm trying to picture you with your three boys being like, yeah, let's watch Little Women. But you know, they're good. They're, and it's funny, right? Because when you're, when you're an only female in an all male household, there, there's some tension there. And normally I get Mother's Day and my birthday that they're so on board with watching something girly. Like it doesn't matter what it is. They, they revel in it um, because this is mom's day. So maybe I'm just going to like state claim, like, okay, you know what? For, for Christmas, there's been Die Hard on the TV, Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're, we are going to watch little women also fun uh movie it's also called an old-fashioned thanksgiving it's Mm -hmm. based off a uh louisa may alcott story um it does not follow it very well but the movie in and of itself is really sweet so if you've never seen watched an old-fashioned thanksgiving uh it was based off a a short story of louisa may alcott's and it's within the whole genre of little women it's it's a really sweet story as well I've never but, heard of that. When was that made? Um, th- okay. So that was made uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. I found it on accident when I was in Germany, uh, but it's, it's a favorite of mine. And it's, it's about reconciliation between family differences all around the mm-hmm. holiday of Thanksgiving. So it's really Everybody great. can, everybody oh, can, uh, right. <laughs> everybody can find relate something to that. Yes. Yeah. So anybody in it that I would know? No, it, it did not have big name, um, actors in it. Uh, and, but it, so it's, it's a, a cool re- indie film. Then. It is, but it's, it was really well done. Um, and, and I love that. And so of course, you know, we're talking about enchantment and everything. So I've, I just wanted to, to pull in some, some quotes here. Uh, of course we've got Emily Bronte. Is it Bronte or Bront? I've Bronte. I've, Bronte. Thank you. I only know it from reading. So of course I'm, I'm primed to mispronounce it. Um, yeah. But she says, every leaf speaks bliss to me, fluttering from the autumn tree. She's writing a, a brief poem there. Take your kids outside, just revel yeah. in creation, especially if you're up North and you have changing colors. Oh my goodness. I've, we've been able, Hillary and I have been traveling doing speaking engagements. And one of the things we love is just seeing the, the terrain and the forest. Yeah. It is just, and that Louisa May Alcott herself came to faith in God by reveling in natural creation. She used to go for mm-hmm. runs as a little girl through the woods and watching the sunrise in the woods. That's what humbled her and just acquainted her with the beauty and majesty of God. So that. do that. That's that simple enchantment. And simple just the- enchantment. 
statement of creation realizing. screams creator and it's Bronte. Yes. I, I Bronte. think Bronte. It's Bronte. Like Bronte. The Bronte. 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 Bronte is what you put in your cup. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And so yeah. Louisa May Alcott, of course, if you know any of her humble beginnings, uh, one of the things she encourages is the power of finding beauty and the humblest things makes home happy and life lovely. Because again, oh. so much of our discontentment is based on unmet unrealistic expectations. And when we can just revel in the simple beauties, oh, there is such contentment and gratefulness. Yeah. Yeah. Just being present in those moments and and not looking for the next moment, but just really being present in those moments. Absolutely. Yep. And AZ Tozer or AW Tozer says the same thing. Gratefulness in the simple. Let us believe that God is in our simple deeds and learn to find him there. Mm. Um, Gosh, you can find the Lord in just the humblest things from sweeping your floor to doing laundry. I was thinking about that today. I was picking up sweaty teen boy socks off the bathroom (laughs) floor. And I was just thinking, man, I am, I'm blessed to be able to love my family just through making sure their socks are clean. And in a way it benefits me because my house smells better. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because otherwise it'd smell like just a sweat locker in there. So uh, we've got some fun projects that you can do with your family. So Hillary, why don't you tell about this uh, gratitude journal? Yeah. So this is something that I, I noticed um, that our society is really training us to not remember things. If you think mm. about it, like we yep. used to have to remember when our doctor's appointments are. <laughs> and now it's like we have this handy dandy little alarm that goes off. We have our mm-hmm. online phones. We've got the Bible online. We have uh searchable textbooks in case we can't remember what something was said. It's like everywhere we look, it's training us to not have to remember. And so in that sense, I find a lot of times that we can't remember what we were grateful for the day before, because we've already forgotten it because it's Mm -hmm. like, that's just not even how our brains work ever anymore. And so I think being able to document stuff as it Mm -hmm. comes is so, so powerful. Um, to have, uh, uh, I know some people do it, um, like uh, my sister-in-law has it where it was like this, uh, gratitude bowl where it's, it, it looks like this giant Mason thing. And then she, um, cut up some note cards, small mm-hmm. and people could, whenever they were thankful for something, they could put it in there. And then like at the end of the year, they read all the things, or if you wanted to have a gratitude mm-hmm. journal where everybody, it, it sits in your living room and everybody can write down something that they're grateful for. In fact, mm-hmm. this is something that would even be good for, when you have other people that come over yeah, and when your kids have people that come over, when your kids have friends that come over and say, oh, you have to write in the gratitude journal. Well, not only are, are they having to now be part of the family and think of what am I grateful for, but you now have this record of, oh yeah, I remember the day with them. I remember that, that fun time that we had. And, um, and then on those days, this is something I used to do back when I was a teacher, just because there were so many depressing days um, as a teacher in my first year, because I was working with um, mostly gang kids mm. uh, and kids that were, they were in the specific school because they weren't quite at juvie yet, but they were passed in school suspension. Gotcha. Um, and so I had something called my happy file. Whereas in the front of my desk that when, you know, like they would write me a note or they worked really hard on, you know, some essay for class and, you know, I had to turn it into their home teachers, but I was like, this is really good. Mm. I would copy it and, uh, and put it in the, the happy file. And so just whatever things. And so on the days when I was just like, there is, there is nothing good about, uh, about 
teaching today, I could go back to my happy file and look through it, put a smile on my face. So on those days where it seems like everything is going wrong and you're like, Lord, do you even remember me? You can Mm. go back and read through the gratitude journal and it's going to bring back those times to you over and over and over again. And it teaches your kids to remember as well. And so it's something you could do together. They're feeling sad and you want to read through the gratitude journal together. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and just like, you know, we were saying with, with you, uh, you know, I think this is something that everybody needs to do at dinner time. If you're, if you're having, I highly encourage family dinner times and especially yeah. the way you do it, Amy, um, that this is the no phone zone. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where we are looking at each other, but something my husband and I do is every night and we, we started this last year, 2021, when I said, I'm working on gratitude this year. I said, I think we should every single night say something we're grateful for. Mm. Um, so ours isn't as much at the dinner table just because we don't have, you know, bustling kids and stuff like that. And But uh, our, our, you know, together time where we talk a lot is we have like an hour before we really need to go to bed that we just go to bed and we, we have that's that's our talk time. And uh, we discuss what we're grateful for. And John makes sure that we do not miss, like I miss it if we don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, but I also find myself looking during the day of like, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to mention that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I told you the, the stupid thing that I saw the rabbit on the way home, I get so excited when I see rabbits, um, running around our neighborhood that I'll be like, Ooh, I'm going to remember that. Um, it's like, you're reminding yourself, you're, you're almost collecting these moments Mm. during the day because you know that there's a time that you can talk about them. And it's just, um, it's, it's, it really is amazing how it changes your perspective. Absolutely. And I, you know, I love the idea of the, of the bowl and the jar to where, you know, whether it's little fun, little colored papers or the, or the cut up note cards, you know, where people can write. And, and I absolutely love that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be so sweet. Like I'm thinking of this Hallmark movie setup, but then I'm thinking like with my boys, what sort of snarky nonsense is going to make its way in there? I'm like, this could, you know, either way it's going to win because it's going to be hilarious or it's going to be sweet. And so that's awesome. I'm thinking so, of all the kinds of things that that, that uh, middle school and teenage boys would put in there that are probably not going to stay on the podcast. Maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, the things yes. that they get excited about. That yeah. You're like, you know what? You know that 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 was. We're going to save that one for later, and I'm going to pray for you more. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm going to put this away in a journal so I can read it. Yep. Another great uh, subject. I saw this, uh, another great project that you can do with your kiddos. And I saw this in a magazine, um, but I'm tweaking it a little bit. So what it is, is a lot of us want to have, you know, beautiful Instagram worthy dinner tables and everything. And so it's all about table display and especially Thanksgiving people for Thanksgiving. What did I say? Uh, you, you just didn't say. For oh, what? I didn't say. Like, well, it's for or it's for Thanksgiving. I'm like, um, I'm like, most people don't care on normal days, but yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they want to have an Instagram. Yeah, event. you want to have it gorgeous. And uh, so, if you're that type, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That takes too much effort, and I'm not creative. Um, Whatever. You're a really good decorator. Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> what you can do is take little pumpkins, like the small ones, and have each of your kiddos make a personalized pumpkin for somebody else. If they're small. Um, they can maybe paint a picture or something on it that they're grateful for that p- other person. So maybe mm-hmm. if it's for grandma, they could paint a picture of, you know, him and grandma going through a, for a hike in the woods or him and grandpa baking together, you know, a fun picture for older yeah. kiddos. What they can do is actually take permanent marker and write on the pumpkin 
all the different sorts of things, whatever comes to their head that they're grateful for that person. So this is really great too. If you've got a family that's got a lot of little kid cousins, this could be a really fun project where, okay, we're going to bring all the crazy cousins together and we're all going to work on a different placeholder for somebody else. So you got that secret aspect of, you know, who's got who and what are they going to say? And and it's like the secret, it's the secret pumpkin instead of secret Santa. And who's got it. And then it'll be so fun because then on Thanksgiving, when everybody comes running in here, they've got a personalized pumpkin on their plate that is has a picture on it for them that's got words of encouragement or things that they love about that person from somebody else and then they have the fun of figuring out who made it for them and just seeing all these wonderful encouragement so that's a great way of fostering gratefulness that if you're on the creative side like it's gung-ho good for you and it gets little hands busy because yes. let's be honest <laughs> when they're in your house they're going to be busy with something so you might as well know what it is and might as well be a sharpie and a pumpkin <laughs> oh well yeah and how can things go wrong with a sharpie um <laughs> so the great idea just these gratefulness pumpkins maybe and you don't have to get something massive just a small one to fit on a plate yeah, or right little in front ones. of their plate yeah like the great opportunity pumpkin. yeah what are those called the little ones of course, you may need to get one of the slightly fatter ones for um, for pictures, for painting pictures. You know your kid best. Oh, yeah. Let them pick out the pumpkin uh, for the other family member. And and, and yeah, just and bless somebody else with just an expression of gratefulness. Yeah. And Hillary and I were talking about this before we got on. Another great way to inspire gratefulness is to infuse a little perspective. So mm-hmm. if you've got kiddos, one of the ways to help infuse perspective is to let them help cook the Thanksgiving meal. It could yes. be something simple like cooking cranberry sauce. If you see those bags of cranberries, all you got to do is a simple, a recipe of simple syrup, which is one cup water, one cup sugar, bring that to a boil and dissolve the sugar and then dump the whole bag of cranberries in there and just let it simmer. It pops. It's really fun. It sounds like popcorn. <laughs> and then you keep stirring until it starts to thicken. You pour it into a dish and let it cool in the refrigerator. It's going to need several hours overnight is best. And that makes homemade cranberry sauce takes way better than the can shaped gelatinous mass that you get in the store. Oh, then, but my husband likes it, that it's shaped like the can. <laughs> Does he do the slices? Yeah. I, okay. So I grew up with homemade cranberry sauce. So my first Thanksgiving away from the house, uh, when I was in the military was with a family that did that. And it was still in the shape of the can. With There's the a ridges lot of and people everything. who love that shape of the can, that, that that's part of their, their traditions. I mean, so I, 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 I know that it's got a special place in some people's hearts, but coming from a family that did homemade, I was mildly horrified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, talk about how just like the perspective on that is uh, like you, you were saying when your son got some money and he was like, let's go get some clothes and yeah. what happened there. Oh, so that was a wonderful learning moment. So my son, got birthday money. And so of course he's, you know, 15 feeling all impressed with himself. And so he's like, I'm going to go to, to gap or American Eagle and get some clothes. And then he gets in there and he starts looking at the clothes and he keeps looking. And then he comes back to me, just fully disgusted. He goes, Oh my gosh, mom, clothes are so expensive. And I'm like, yeah, they are expensive when it's your own money, huh? And Uh it was awesome. And that's, that's where gratefulness can come in with the Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. meal, because so often kids are running around, they're not involved. They come and they, they devour the food 
food and leave without a second thought as to how many hours it took to make it and how many Mm -hmm. hours it's going to take to clean up after it. So when you can have a kiddo that you can start working on, okay, let's do the mashed potatoes together, or let's cook up the pumpkin pie together, or help me baste the turkey. Mm -hmm. That gives them a sense of pride over their work. It also is a way of them expressing love and gratitude for their family because now they're helping provide for their family. And, uh, and you become more grateful when you have a little skin in the game. So yeah, even bringing them in and helping clean up, oh my gosh, you know, we're now grateful for the family members that we can do this act of love and service and cleaning up after. And, uh, and it also helps kids be grateful to you. Who's normally doing kitchen duty. They're like, man, <laughs> mom really does work her tail off on, on Thanksgiving morning. Again, every moment we can give our kiddos to inspire gratefulness and a sense of reality is Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Hillary, this has just been so wonderful. They, I'm just so grateful that we got to do this podcast together. Mamas and papas, if you've been listening, we have talked about the purposes of gratitude, the protective aspect that we see in Romans 118 for shielding ourselves from spiritual decline. The Mm -hmm. psychological benefits that Hillary mentioned found that we can see anchors for in Philippians 4, 8, and the perspective orientation found in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. We've given practical tips and encouragements on how to foster gratefulness in the good times as well as the bad and provided you with some really fun activities that you can do with your kiddos to foster gratefulness, whether it's doing a prayer journal or a great or not prayer journal, a gratefulness journal and a gratefulness jar, which I absolutely love. Um, You can even (laughs) have family doing that on Thanksgiving to where they put something fun in about other people, Uh, whether it's the gratefulness pumpkins or just letting your kiddos help out with the preparation and cleanup of Thanksgiving. These are just these little moments to where we can communicate big spiritual truths that are going to leave a lifelong impact and legacy on your kiddos. So Hillary, do you got any final thoughts before we part ways for this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday? No, I think that's that's what we got. I, and I just want to, I guess one thing I do want to emphasize is when people think of apologetics, they think of it as only as providing these kind of mechanical reasons for why God exists. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that so much of um, being able to take hold of the faith is having um, a lot of these other aspects like gratitude that yeah. uh, that you are in a mental place to where you remember God's goodness. And that yes. itself, anything that's taken away a barrier for someone believing in God is itself helping in the apologetics realm. And in that mm-hmm. sense, Gratitude is absolutely an apologetics issue because it reminds us of the goodness of God and having faith in Jesus and in God. um, If he's not good, that's going to be a lot more difficult. This Mm -hmm. is just one more way that you can take down a barrier. Absolutely. It is a wonderful witness that will draw people to God. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for that. Well, mamas and papas, we want to wish you a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. If you participate in any of these projects, here's what you got to do. You got to link us on social media. So Mm -hmm. we want, we want your tags on Instagram, tag us on Facebook, take all the pictures. If it goes great, tag us. If it goes horribly, please, please, please tag us. We love things. (laughs) We want to see the Sharpie on the wall that you just painted. (laughs) Yep. That you're like, thanks, Amy and Hillary. Great idea. See how this spiral. 
it'll be um, awesome. We, it'll be great. So tag us in that. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, we want to be there to equip you mamas, papas, grandmas, grandpas, to raise up the next generation of kiddos who are warriors in the faith, who stand firm against the cultural tide. So definitely like, and subscribe and follow mama bear apologetics on YouTube, as well as our webpage. So that way you can get the latest blog posts and podcasts and audio blogs to help equip you to pour into this next generation. So thank you for joining us for this wonderful thankfulness podcast. We hope to see you next time. This has been a Mama Bear Apologetics recording. To learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. We hope you learned a little more about how to sift through ideas, accept the good, reject the bad, and now you can go teach your kids to do the same. Do you have any questions or maybe some ideas about future podcast episodes? Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we'll do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, mama bears. We are all in this together.